This is our 11th session on Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. And I said last time that we would focus on this phrase, in love, and ask whether it modifies what goes before, that is, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love, because that period right there is added by the translators. It's not in the original. And so this prepositional phrase could perfectly well modify what goes before, which would mean he chose us to be holy and blameless in love. Or does it modify what goes after it? In love he predestined us, which is what the translators have chosen by putting a period here. But you'll notice that the verse division is here because the people who divided it into verses centuries ago <laughs> had the other opinion, namely that in love modifies what goes before. So which is it? Are we predestined in love or are we chosen to be holy in love? Father, show us, I pray, the wider bearing on this from Ephesians and elsewhere and what difference it might make as we think about our own lives and what it means to be predestined or chosen or holy. So come, speak to us about our love or your love for us. Make it clear and why it makes a difference, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ in every spiritual blessing, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be, that we should be, here's the purpose of our being selected, being chosen, being among the elect, so that we would be holy and blameless before him and argued last time that this very likely refers to Christ. Though, in referring to Christ, it probably also refers to the Father. But we're on a different issue right now. So if it refers to Christ, holy and blameless before him in love, period, or semicolon. And then starts a new clause. He predestined us for adoption. And this is, a, this is a participle here, having predestined us, because all the way down to verse 14, it's one sentence. Joined not by periods and new finite verbs, but rather semicolons and relative clauses. Now, which is it? Is it before him, uh, in love here, pointing backward, or is it forward? And if it's pointing this way, modifying elect for holiness and blameless in love, is it God's love or our love for each other? So we have three options. Let me take them one at a time. I'm going to argue, and by the way, I, I, I don't know with absolute certainty which way it goes. I could not prove this. I'll just give you reasons for why I'm inclined to think it goes this way, because I don't think anything essential theologically or practically hangs on it, though it does have a, a powerful significance both ways. 
So, the reason I'm inclined to think it does not modify in love he predestined is because when you read all of Ephesians 1, 3-13, you find that the verbs are modified by their uh, prepositional phrases always after them, never before them, if this verse 5 is not an exception. Let me just read through so you get the feel of this. This really struck me. This is, to me, the most powerful argument for why it modifies chosen rather than predestined. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ Jesus, not who has in Christ Jesus blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved, not in the beloved has blessed us. In whom, now these are, these are relative clauses here, and so the relative uh, in whom has to go before the verb. So I'm not counting those as prepositional phrases like the ones I'm talking about. These are grammatically demanded to be in front of the verb, and there's three of them at least. In whom we have redemption through his blood, not in whom through his blood we have redemption, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom, not which he in all wisdom lavished upon us, in whom we have obtained the inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose, not according to the purpose, having been predestined, who works all things according to the counsel of his will, in whom you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, not with the promised Holy Spirit were sealed. So six times you have verbs followed by prepositional phrases in this. All of them, the modifier comes after, not before, and therefore, I think, Given the way Paul is writing, he would not say here, in love, he predestined us. Rather, because that, that he doesn't do that in the other six verbs. Rather, he says, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. So in love, I'm arguing, modifies chose to be holy and blameless in love. Second question, is it God's love or our love? My main argument for why I think it's our love contextually is, my oh my, this is a long way, this is a long way from the verb. If he wanted this in love to be God's love, I think, again, we're talking probabilities here, not certainties, that he would have put it closer to this even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. And if he means this in love to modify this as God's love, that's an odd place to put it. Rather, now my argument's going to be for the third option, I think in love modifies 
how he chose us to be holy and blameless. That is, how we are to be holy and blameless, given the fact that he chose us to be holy and blameless in love. So let me show you two examples of why I think this way of thinking is very much the way Paul thinks. Consider 1 Thessalonians 3. Now may our God and Father and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all. So, there is an increasing, abounding in love, and the love is for one another and for all, as we do for you, so that, now this is important, the purpose or the outcome of this love increasing and abounding is so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness. You see how close that is back here to holy and blameless? So love is the source or root or origin of this blameless and holiness before our God, which is very much like before him here, and Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus. So before God and before the Lord Jesus. So I'm arguing that the way Paul thinks about the relationship between our love for each other and our blamelessness and holiness is that the essence of our holiness and the essence of our blamelessness is our love for each other so that when we love each other, he establishes us in blamelessness, blameless and holiness. One more uh, glimpse of this same thing. Philippians 1, 9 and 10. It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. That's very much like may your love increase and abound back here in 1 Thessalonians. May your love abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. And again, we have a purpose clause. So that, here's the aim of abounding in love. And the aim is that you may prove what is excellent and be pure and blameless. This is like holy and blameless for the day of Christ. So with those two parallels, I'm arguing that the way we should read this is God chose us, elected us, selected us. When we had no merit or desert on him at all, we were guilty as he viewed us and needed to be united to Christ even in his mind as he chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless and particularly the very essence of holiness and blamelessness is blamelessness is in love. So to sum it up then, the great, the great goal of God before the foundation of the world, the goal of God is to have a bride of Christ. Remember that we talked about before, a bride of Christ, a bride for Christ, when it says we are to be holy and blameless before him 
and I argue that the hymn here is Christ on the basis of the parallel in 527, where it's talking about the bride being beautified for her husband, Christ. So he, he gets a bride of Christ, and he gets children. He, his aim is to have children for God, for him, for the Father, which we're going to see next time when we focus on predestined for adoption to himself as sons. So the goal before the foundation of the world is to have a bride for his son, children for himself, and the, the essential mark, mark, is love. Love among that family of children and among that bride, and thus we share in the very essence of who God is himself.